Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. And welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Sydney McElroy. And I am Justin McElroy. Hold on a second. You are not Justin McElroy. Well, Sydney, see, here's what happened. Okay. Riley and I suffered a, uh, a tragic Freaky Friday type accident. <laughs> now, and now I am stuck in a 14-year-old girl's body. Okay, now for for our listeners at home, you may want to identify who who Riley is. Riley is your younger sister, so <laughs> my fourteen year old sister in law. Exactly. Okay, so that is why the the person that I am seeing sitting next to me right now is definitely my sister Riley. But what you're saying is you're not Riley. I am definitely Justin. Okay. W- when did this happen? You know, Sydney, I kind of just woke up this morning and I realized. I was not Justin, but I am Justin. This is going to be really confusing for Riley. Because she is covering E3 right now in New York. Yes. So how do you think she's doing? You know, I can imagine not well. I mean, (laughs) she looks like she's old enough to drink, but she's only 14. People are probably serving her a lot of alcohol. She has to do a lot of things by herself. She is probably not having a great time right now. <laughs> and she's also probably having to room with Griffin, so that's awkward. Which is probably also really weird, because who knows if Griffin knows if it's Riley or not. No, I wonder if she's told anybody yet. Maybe she's just keeping it to herself. Yeah, well, I mean, of course she is, because she can keep ordering <laughs> drinks as long. I hope that that's what all 14-year-olds think being an, ad- an adult is like. <laughs> like, you become an adult, and instantly everybody's like, alcohol, alcohol, here, drink. Well, I mean, it is. Yes, that's exactly what it's like. Don't right. tell don't tell your like schoolmates. Your schoolmates? See, I don't have to go to school though. So, <laughs> so don't tell your so. friends. That's what it's secretly like. All right. I'll so keep it on the DL. Okay. Justin. Yes. Not Riley. Right, I am Justin. So you are trapped in the body of a 14-year-old girl. I have a lot of questions. Okay. Well, I'm I may be able to help you with those questions, and you know what? This might be a good format for that. Right. Right. What do I do as a 14-year-old girl? I am very confused. There are lots of things going on. <laughs> lots of things I'm confused about. Okay. Well, well, just shoot. Ask me some questions. Let me so, see if I can help. This morning, I woke up, and I'm told that you're supposed to shave under your arms. Is that, that correct? That is a thing. Yes. Girl? Girls okay. do that. So I did that, and then I used Justin deodorant, Justin odorant, and <laughs> it hurt real bad. Okay. I got some red armpits now. 
and they hurt when I put my arms down. Now I just have to sit here with my arms up, <laughs> and I don't know what to do. Well, okay. That's a tricky one. Um, I'm impressed that you knew to shave under your arms. Thank you. Oh, that's that's a good... So you've been observant. You've mm-hmm. noticed that I, I do that. Right. So that's good. Okay. Um, now, did you, like, use any kind of shaving cream or gels, or did you just... I just kind of took a razor and then shaved. Oh. did were you, Was it even wet? Like, did you use, like, in a shower? Is that what you're supposed to do? Oh, no. Okay. This is a bad situation. <laughs> um... Well, first of all, I, I, I'm imagining, well, this is Riley's body. So, okay. Right. So she shaves on a regular basis. So you didn't have a lot of like deforestation to no. do. <laughs> no, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty clean under there. Okay. All right. Well, she's going to be pretty mad at you about this. I can imagine. <laughs> I did a mess up and I apologize. What do I do? All right. Well, first of all, do you know why we shave under our arms? So we're not stinky <laughs> okay hair di- why do you think hair makes you stinky because you sweat and then it just kind of keeps all that stank under there <laughs> and boys are supposed to be <laughs> right <laughs> um you know for a long time women didn't shave under their arms either really it depended on the culture there were some cultures that liked that kind of clean shaven look so like the egyptians everybody was kind of smooth all over Men and women, though. Mm-hmm. So you'd remove your underarm hair and your leg hair and pretty much any hair. Um, this was also kind of popular in Roman times, but that's when, like, everybody would bathe together. You know, there were, like, the Roman baths. But, I mean, I don't have to do that as a girl, right? No, we don't all bathe together. <laughs> Contrary to, like, boys' sleepover fantasies, we do not all bathe together. Okay. Um, so for a long time... People either didn't shave or culturally everybody shaved, but it wasn't really a woman-specific thing. There was a very practical purpose for shaving for a long time, too. What was that? Bugs. Gross. <laughs> you can't. So bugs like to live in hairy places, warm, mm-hmm. warm, damp, hairy places, <laughs> like maybe your armpits. Okay. And so if you shaved all that hair off, you were less likely to carry around like body lice and that kind of thing. Which would be preferable. Yes. No, I think that we can all agree, men, women, whatever, we don't like to carry lice. Right. Uh, But then it it all kind of faded out of fashion, especially as like hygiene became better. It wasn't necessary to shave to keep yourself bug free. And so there were there was a long time in human history where women did not shave their underarms because why would they? Right. I mean, it's just, you know, some we don't want to do. Right. They'll make us. (laughs) Um, it actually changed it not too long ago, 1915. We can pinpoint the year that it so changed. So 100 years ago. That, well, okay. <laughs> In the scope of Sawbones, that's not that long ago. Right. I, I can understand that in your new 14-year-old mindset, that seems like a really long time ago. Right, because that's like 10 times my age, <laughs> Sydney. For those of us in our 30s, that doesn't seem like that long ago. <laughs> ago right what are the 1900s again? <laughs> you weren't even god riley not you justin but riley justin. yes wasn't even born in the 1900s right no 2000 oh my gosh she is just a baby so in 1915 up till then um it was a period of dress for women when they would not have ever revealed their armpits right women mm-hmm. were dressing very conservatively and your armpits were considered like improper to display in public because of the smell 
<laughs> not because of any smell, because men could certainly show off their smelly pits as much as they wanted to. Um, it was more that they were very close to other body parts that were maybe more exciting. And also you shouldn't show to people. I understand. But those were like buttoned up Victorian times. Like even armpits were too arousing. I mean, this was a time period where you couldn't show ankles. Right. Your ankles were way too exciting. I don't know what was wrong with men at the time that they were so <laughs> distracted by ankles. But but what that's always dictated how we dress, right? Right. right. We can't show off stuff because it excites men too much. Right. Like my new school dress code that it's hard to follow with my new teen body. <laughs> exactly. All my new teen clothes. See, this is the thing. Now you understand, Justin, that... All, for whatever reason, women are oppressed by like, these awful school dress codes in a way that men just aren't. I saw a guy at school the other day wearing a Speedo. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that true? It is very true. See, it's so unfair. We can't wear spaghetti straps and our shorts have to come longer than our fingertips, mm-hmm. right? If we hold our hands down well, to our side. they have to come to your knee. Your shorts have to come to your knee? Mm-hmm. And your skirts and your dresses and your... You all have to wear, like, Bermuda shorts when you walk around? (laughs) Right. This is terrible. You were bringing jams back? Yes. (laughs) Just What are they? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So, this was one of many time periods, including the current time period, when women are oppressed by our dress codes. Uh, Thank you, men. Thank you so much. (laughs) Myself. (laughs) Justin. Um... But to show your armpit would have been a big deal until 1915. So women didn't shave them because they weren't showing them. But in 1915, Harper's Bazaar released a picture of a woman wearing a new dress, an exciting new dress style Mm -hmm. that was sleeveless. And she so scandalous. Yes, very scandalous, very racy for the time. And she had her arms up above her head and clean shaven pits. Whoa. Whoa. Revolution. And they, and they made the point that this dress is now very popular and this is a style everybody should adopt, but also you should probably consider removing any what they would have called objectionable hair. Because that looks gross. <laughs> does it though? It does. I don't know. Is this Justin or is this Riley? Um, Justin? I am Justin. Justin is speaking. He thinks it's gross. That And that's I think that's why so many women since then probably shaved under their arms is because they started doing it and then men decided like, well, women are supposed to have, you know, right. hairless armpits. And so now most women do. Um, except that I think that that trend may be coming. Well, I don't know if it's coming to an end. There is a new trend of not shaving under your arms. But you have to dye it pink. Yes, Miley Cyrus. Yes, Miley Cyrus died at pink. Justin, who is now tapped into the 14-year-old pop culture world. Right. I know all the hot celebs, <laughs> all the hot TV shows. You know all about John Green novels. Right. Yes. Do you want me to talk about Paper Towns? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm. No, I'm quite sure. Um, nothing against John Green. I'm sure they're wonderful books. That's another podcast. (laughs) But I've never read them, and now I know all about them. Absolutely, because all 14-year-old girls do. Right. Uh, Yeah, so since Harper's Bazaar, that dress, all of a sudden women had to shave under their arms, which is a total pain in the butt, as you have now learned, because you probably should have used some sort of shaving gel or even just water, just water even. So not is helpful. a razor that I dried off before I used it? No. Why did you do that? No. Now you've irritated. Idea. No. Now you've irritated all those hair follicles and then you took probably some kind of chemical deodorant 
right. something. And sp- did you spray it? Was it a spray deodorant? Yeah, it was oh. just an odorant. No. And now you've sprayed that on there. So now all those poor hair follicles are so irritated. And now I smell like And boy. they hurt. Um, now, did you shave your legs too? What? Did you sh- <laughs> did you shave your legs too? No. Is, is that a thing we're supposed to do? Now, see, this speaks poorly of me if you don't know that women <laughs> shave their legs, which is fair. I have a 10-month-old, so shaving my legs is not as much a part of my routine these days. I mean, Riley legs are pretty clean. They have a little bit of stubble, mm-hmm. like when I forget to, I mean, when Justin forgets to shave his face. Right. But it's not that bad. I didn't think women grew as much hair. <laughs> That's see okay then that speaks in my favor if you didn't think women grew as much hair. You're um, women do grow a lot of hair, probably not quite as much as men. It's a testosterone thing, uh, but you don't know how much hair we grow because we are told to shave it by society, by the media. Thanks, society. And that's why women started shaving their legs as well. Again, this was something that um, women didn't do for a long time because they weren't showing their legs, you know, except for, like I said, certain cultures when everybody shaved. Um, but then it was in the uh, 1920s, the flappers started wearing like shorter dresses, but the leg shaving fit like fad couldn't really catch on because by the 30s, like the hem length of dresses had dropped again. So Women wore short dresses in the 20s. By the 30s, they were wearing the long ankle-length dresses, so nobody shaved their legs. So it really wasn't until we move out of the 30s into, like, the 40s and 50s, and that's when you start seeing, especially after World War II, uh, you start seeing women shave their legs. And it's really just a response to the fashions. If you're going to the hot new, yes, the hot new 40s and 50s fashions uh, when women are wearing shorter dresses and skirts. And then especially in, like, World War II, there were, like, all these pinup models. And they would have these clean shaven legs because they were wearing like bathing suits and shorty shorts and all that kind of stuff. And women wanted to look like that. And so if you were going to wear the shorts or the bathing suit or whatever, it was just expected you would also, again, remove the objectionable hair. So you're supposed to shave above the knee because I've heard you don't (laughs) shave above the knee from your mom that you only (laughs) shave below the knee. And then when you turn 30, it all falls off. That is not true. I think there were, I've heard this from other women. I think a lot of us were told by our moms that you only need to shave from the knee down. That is not the case. Well, you don't, let me say this. You don't need to shave anything. You shave if you you want want. to. Exactly. Don't shave if you don't want to shave. Who cares? It's your body. You be as hairy as you please. I mean, this isn't my body because I'm Justin. Yeah. And I, I would say Riley would probably prefer, actually, you know what? Don't. Just don't shave anymore because you did a really bad job of it. <laughs> Just let her take care of it when she comes back. When is she coming back? I'd hope soon. <laughs> I don't know. I Because she's just getting drunker by the moment every second she's in New York. getting hairier. <laughs> um, but if you do desire to have hairless thighs, you should shave them because the hair won't magically fall off in your 30s. Take it from me, someone in their 30s. It just stays there? It just stays there and grows more. So it gets longer. Yes, there it's is not like more. A spell cast when you're a baby that it just stays one length and then it falls off. <laughs> no, there is no spell that I'm aware of. Are you sure? Because you have a baby. We we have a baby now. So. We we could experiment by casting spells on her and see if then when she turns thirty, if all her leg hair falls off. But that would take a while. 
Yes, this is a long-term experiment. This is we're really going to follow this out. It's like the Framingham Heart Study. <laughs> you know, a reference everybody gets. <laughs> right. I totally understand that. So we can do that. We can practice casting spells on Charlie later okay. and see if her leg hair falls off. No, right. no, that is sadly not true. If you want totally clean-shaven legs, I'd, do it yourself. I'd shave them. Yeah. Um. Now, as far as deodorant goes. Because you also brought up the point of deodorant. I did. Deodorant is, again, more of a recent phenomenon. Um, People have wanted to smell good for a really long time. I would hope so. Yes. And the the Egyptians were way into smelling good. They would like to perfume themselves all over. And some Egyptian women would even um, take like a glob of wax Mm -hmm. that was scented with perfume and just put it on the top of their head at the beginning of the day. And since it was hot, like let it melt over them throughout the day. So they were the original scentsy pot. (laughs) They were (laughs) walking human scentsies. Is that where we get the idea from? Maybe. I don't know. We're going to have to ask. We have some, some friends who sell Scentsy. we got to find out. It seems like now with all of our hair on our heads that putting a glob of wax on your head would not be ideal. Maybe it would then make your hair like really sh- like shiny, like a sheen, like smooth, or it just shiny. Wet. Or it just be waxy. <laughs> be inconvenient. <laughs> I would not advise this. This is, doesn't seem like a very good idea. No, so. don't do not do this. The The ancient Greeks and the Romans were both into perfume. And so everybody was perfumed. They were perfumed. Their clothes were perfumed. Their horses were perfumed. Everybody wanted to smell good. Everybody just smelled really good. Um, but that was great because then, by contrast, in the Middle Ages, everybody just smelled really bad because it was especially a time where, um, <laughs> for religious reasons, you weren't supposed to be naked ever. And so not even, like, don't even get naked and bathe. Like, by yourself? Right. What? Because you may think, like, naughty thoughts. So don't ever get naked. Oh, no. So everybody just kind of stayed clothed and yucky. So everyone smelled real bad all the time. Yes. If you could afford it, you would buy perfume and just soak your dirty self in it. So, like, if you can imagine the smell of, like, body funk with perfume over it. So that's the Middle Ages. That's school smells like. <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's it. That's high school. <laughs> Body funk with perfume over it. Um, but by the by the late 1800s and into the 1900s, people wanted to smell good. And they had, like, identified that sweat doesn't smell so good. Right, because it doesn't. I think that's fair. I think some yeah. people might like smell the smell of sweat. I don't particularly. Senior, I don't like smell sweaty. Tell us all you like the smell of I, sweat. I, I am a fan of deodorant. I know not everyone is. I, but I am a fan of not just the deodorant, but the antiperspirant. Okay. You What's know, the difference? The antiperspirant keeps you from sweating. The deodorant just makes you smell better. You can stop sweating? Well, under your arms. What? I mean, where you put the antiperspirant. I didn't Have know you, this do you, existed. Do you only wear a deodorant? <laughs> There's a combo. Yes. There's a combo. It makes it so under your arms you're not so sweaty. And then you, I mean, no, you can't a, like a, eliminate sweating. We haven't cured sweating. <laughs> I'm a really smart 14 year old teen girl in my new teen body. I know exactly what antiperspirant is. Well, sorry. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you, so there's antiperspirant. And that came around, like, like I said, in like the late 1800s, early 1900s. And it would help cut down on the sweating and then deodorant would help cover up the smell and you can buy a combo well and then you can have both happen i will have to look into that i'm sure riley would appreciate coming back to her her clean smelling <laughs> sweaty cured body sweatless sweatless, sweatless body sweatless hairless smelling good 
teen body. Right. Okay. Have we sufficiently covered the issue of deodorant shaving? I feel like we have. Okay. Do you have, have any other questions. questions? Oh, I figured. Okay. Go for it. What is a bra? Oh, no. How did... Okay. I found one in Riley's teen girl room. How do I put it on? Oh, no. Okay. Well, this, this is going to get uncomfortable for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, I guess you do have to wear a bra because you're a teen girl. Well, now you know. You have hot new plans with all my hot new friends. And they involve wearing a bra. <laughs> I'm not going to go out in public without a bra on, Sydney. <laughs> that, well, it's a good, I mean, again, we're at a time where most of us tend to wear bras. Not everybody. Yeah, I only wear maternity bras right now. Well, Justin. <laughs> thank you for that information. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of like sports bras, except you can pull them off really easily. Now, what's a sports bra? It's a bra, like it's um like a bra that holds, it's like real tight, holds everything in place. Isn't that what regular bras are? Regular bras have multiple uses. They provide support. They, you know, they hold everything up, yes, in place. But they also are supposed to like sometimes look nice, like be fashionable, create cleavage or. Bras are fashionable? Bras are fashionable. They're fashionable bras. You're supposed to show them off? No, no. Okay. You don't show them off, but there People are... just go walking around with bras and, and, and knee-length skirts to school? Well, certainly not in Huntington, but <laughs> maybe other places oh, where, no. it's, where it's acceptable to expose your bra. No, but bras are a fashion thing. There are lots of different designs and colors and things, and I think there are women who enjoy that. Well, I like my bras to be clean. <laughs> I mean, I would hope so, because that probably has another thing to do with smelling bad. <laughs> yes, yes. Bras can smell bad if you don't wash them, so keep them clean. Uh, women didn't always wear bras. What? No. Um, there were, even back as far as ancient Greece, there were attempts to, like, kind of wrap, like, wool or or some kind of, like, linen around yourself just to kind of hold your boobs up. Because especially if you're, you don't know this yet, Justin, but if you're running around and really active, boobs kind of bouncing everywhere can be kind of uncomfortable. So they don't just stay in place? No, they don't just stay in place. They move. They're mobile. I wasn't aware. <laughs> yes. And, and it can be uncomfortable if you're really active. Um... But it wasn't really because they had to wear bras or because it was expected of them from men. It was just more like, hey, this is practical. Um, but then there was a long time when women just didn't, you know, it, it, you didn't do anything. They didn't feel like it. No, you just if you wanted to wrap wool around your boobs, you could. But most women didn't until like the 1500s. And that's when we start to see like corsets show up, which are you familiar with corsets? No. Wait, should I be? Yes, I am. Yes, you are. <laughs> you know, those things that women would wrap around their whole, like, upper body, and it would squeeze them really tightly, and you'd lace them into it, and they usually had, like, metal rods or whalebone rods in them to hold your, your whole shape together, like, to hold your okay. boobs up and to suck your waist in, and it's mm -hmm. terrible that women felt that they had to wear them. If you want to wear them, fine, but women felt they had to for many, many years to as an ideal of like fashion and beauty and the f perfect form and all that. Well, and, the, and they could damage women. They could damage your internal organs and squeeze everything. Beauty is pain, Sydney. I realize that now with my new, uh, my new teen girl body. <laughs> I see you've tried to pluck your eyebrows. <laughs> it didn't go very well. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> um, 
but uh, women wore corsets for a long time, but women also didn't like corsets for a long time. So it's not surprising that eventually a woman would get sick of uh, wearing a corset. Specifically, though, not not for the pain. It was because um, Caress Crosby, who first patented what we know as, as like the modern bra in 1914 was wearing like her corset and then like the sheer dress to go to this party. Mm-hmm. And she noticed that the, the rods of the corset were showing through the dress. Oh no. Which is not a good look. You know, fashion malfunction. You want the corset to hold everything in place, but you don't want to see the corset. Right. So she asked one of her handmaidens for two handkerchiefs and some pink ribbon and sewed a bra and wore that. Is that what bras are now? No, not exactly. I certainly sure? don't hand sew them. They they usually provide a little more support than a couple of handkerchiefs and some ribbon. Feels like that would tear easily. I'm, Feels like that wouldn't hold together great. I don't know, but I'm guessing Miss Crosby wasn't the most well endowed if just a couple of handkerchiefs were handling all that. I would think not. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe it was really tight. Who knows? Uh, there's no mention of underwire. What's that? Oh, no. That's a whole other thing. Anyway, so she wore this bra that she made to the dance and all the other girls were like, hey, I want a bra like that. That seems great because corsets suck. And, and she want to be able to show off their funky moves. Exactly. They can't dance as well. She could. She was dancing much more freely. It was very Stevie Nicks. She was like, all, you know, like a gypsy all over the place, hands in the air. Right, right. I'm like I'm dancing right now. Right. You know, like that. Um, and it was very exciting. And she sold the patent for the bra and then women started wearing those bras but they really caught on three years later in 1917 this is during world war one mm-hmm. as you know justin but riley you may not be as aware of mm-hmm. historical dates yet you just learn these things as you get older they <laughs> just, just absorb happen. the dates of wars and such when uh it was asked by the u.s government if women would stop wearing corsets because they needed the metal they were using for corsets for the war effort instead and so please stop wearing corsets and you know, women did not need a lot of encouragement. They said, that's awesome. They suck. Can I wear those handkerchief bras instead? Mm-hmm. And there you go. And that's how bras happen. That's how bras happen. Well. And now you're wearing one, Justin. And now I'm wearing one. I don't know if I did it right. Is the strap supposed to be in the front? Oh, no. No, the boob part goes in the front where the boobs are. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I'll okay. be right back. <laughs> All right. Well, while Justin gets himself adjusted, uh, Real quick, I think it's time for a visit to the billing department. The medicines, the medicines that for the mouth. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although... There will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real, high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes, you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week, I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan um but they got like fancy stuff. listen to this where are you gonna get this truffle butter filet mignon i mean seriously from 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 a, a box 
pre-prepared. All I got in two minutes. I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Riley? Yes. Do you have any other questions you'd like to ask me? I do have more questions. Okay. When I was in the bathroom this morning with the whole shaving mishap, I also found what appears to be makeup. Yes. And I don't know if I did it right. Well, I didn't want to bring it up. But from looking at you right now, I just you tell me what what you've done with these products. So I found, is it mascara? <laughs> yes, mascara, okay. but sure, go so, for it. So it has a comb, and I, uh-huh. is that for your hair? Oh, that, okay. That explains a lot. I see. Yes. You've got some streaks going on there. Isn't that the new fashion? To have stiff streaks of mascara running through your hair? Right? No. And I found what appears to be blush. Yes. The red stuff. Okay, where where did you put that? Does that go around your mouth and your eyes? (laughs) Again, that explains a lot. Do you, now, does Riley usually look like a scary clown? Like, typically, do you think? No. Okay, did you use a mirror while you applied these substances? Are you supposed to? I thought it was just a thing that girls knew, and it's just an instinct. No. It just happens. No. You need to check yourself out in the mirror and see if you think this is a good I thought I looked pretty fly. No. No, that's not. Cool? Stylish? 
When I went in to go we're, fix my, my bra situation, <laughs> I, I mean, I looked in the mirror. I thought it looked pretty cool. We're going to have to work on the whatever the 14-year-old lingo is. I don't think it's hip or I don't fly. think that's, that's happened yet. I've absorbed all of my other 14-year-old knowledge except for the, the cool slang. Okay. Uh, you know what that may just mean. Do you think Riley knew the cool slang? Duh. <laughs> is duh part of the cool new slang? Totes. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, no, I can tell you one. What is it? Turnt. Turnt? Turnt. Is that what Miley is talking about when she talks about getting turned up? Yes. I, it has to do with drugs and alcohol, I believe. Sydney. I know. There's illegal substances for a 14-year-old. <laughs> and drugs for everybody. Well, mostly. Right. Yes. But especially alcohol, which Riley is enjoying a lot of right now. Oh, poor Riley. We're going to have to get through this show so that we can go save her. <laughs> or at least call somebody and say, there is a drunk. Yeah, I know this looks like um, like a man in his 30s who is <laughs> legally drinking alcohol, but this is actually a 14-year-old girl, and she's very confused. Have you ever seen the movie Freaky Friday? <laughs> it's, let, me, let me give you a reference point. I have a copy of the DVD for Freaky Friday. If you could please find a DVD player. If you could just FaceTime me pop real it quick. In. We'll watch it. And we'll, we'll watch it together. We'll watch the entire movie of Freaky Friday and then we'll talk about it. And we'll understand what has happened to this 14-year-old girl that appears to be a 30-year-old man. <laughs> so, Justin. Yes. Makeup, as you may imagine, is not a new invention. Right. No. Women for for many, many thousands of years have been putting stuff on their faces and all over their bodies in an effort to look more desirable to men or to themselves or to whoever, I guess. I guess it depends on who you're trying to please. Right. Um, but uh, it is also true that just like with the corset, that we felt compelled to wear something that was not very comfortable, women have done things to their faces and to their skin that were not entirely healthy. Yeah, this mascara, mascara, sorry, in my <laughs> hair is not the most comfortable. At least, though, it's not going to kill you. Uh, the ancient Egyptians used something called coal around their eyes, and this was a mixture of metal, lead, copper, ash, and burnt almonds, and they would kind of put it all around their eyes. Now... Is lead not good? No, lead, lead is not something that you should paint on your skin generally right generally speaking don't actually not not even generally just don't not ever no don't do that okay. don't do that because um that was probably a bad idea um and may have led to led to lead poisoning haha <laughs> it's a great joke lead. great joke about lead poisoning isn't it that's so funny sydney you gotta give me credit for that one every once in a while i'm the funny one right no okay you know there was also a period in history where women uh, didn't want to have a lot of color on their faces, um, especially there was like during the, the Middle Ages when if you had a lot of color on your faces, it, on your face, it would have indicated that you were perhaps a woman of ill repute. Are so. you calling me a prostitute, Sydney? I'm not calling you a prostitute, Justin. Because I have color on my face from the blush I used, are you calling me a prostitute? I'm saying that if you were in the Middle Ages right now and you had all of that blush all over your face... I don't even know that they would think you're a prostitute. I don't know what they would make of that, Would they honestly. maybe take me to a hospital? <laughs> they might take you to a hospital. They may expect you to perform for young children to entertain them. <laughs> well. <laughs> but one possibility is that they would think you were a prostitute. Um, women actually, uh, women of upper classes wanted to look pale 
And there were times when women would put really like dangerous caustic substances on their skin, like arsenic and stuff to try to make themselves look very pale because it was very fashionable to look. So it's the opposite of the trend Gaunt. now. The yeah. hot new trend to look orange. Is that is that the hot new trend? I'm, I'm From what I can tell from all of my cool new hip friends, yes. They want to look orange. Is that from tanning? Yes. Oh, okay. I hope so. I don't know. Maybe. Or pumpkin maybe, juice. Maybe. Could it be pumpkin juice? Sydney, you figured it out. You crack the case. <laughs> the they hot. take pumpkin baths. <laughs> That's and the turn their skin orange. Hot new trend among you heard it here first. Hot new trend, fourteen year old girls, pumpkin baths. It was like a Harry Potter thing that went weird. Right. Pumpkin juice, everybody. Baths all just, around. And then they just kinda of pour it on themselves, like, Oh no, I spilled my drink. Oh wait, look at my cool new skin color. And that, Justin, just so you know, that gives us a, a great segue into our next episode next time, which is going to be about tanning and why I'm worried about all of your 14-year-old friends. But, you should but, be worried about my cool 14-year-old friends. I am, I am worried about them. I, I'm hoping that they've learned a lot, though. I'm hoping they have. Now, before we finish up this episode, do you, is there, is there, are there any more burning questions that's going to help you get through this Freaky Friday experience, Justin? I have one question I'm kind of embarrassed about. Okay. So I heard Real Riley ask this question. Yes. And we made fun of her for it. Uh Uh-huh. But I also don't know the answer. Do I have a uterus? Okay. (laughs) So, Justin. Yes. Currently. Right. You do have a uterus. I I do? I never thought I would say that sentence. (laughs) Yes, you do have a uterus. All women have uteri. Uteruses, uteri. Uteri. Yes. All women um, that are born genotypically mm-hmm. as, well, that's not even true either. There are some conditions where you're born without a uterus. Generally speaking, let's speak in generalities because then we're, this the is going to... The average. The average woman. If we averaged out when most, most women who are born genotypically women, yes, do have a uterus. Uh, whether or not it is in use at the moment, so even if you're not pregnant, which is the primary function of a uterus. Right. Uh, you you do have a uterus. So you don't just grow a uterus when you grow a baby. No. You have a uterus all the time because that's, you know, your periods involve. What are those? Oh, no. We did a, okay. We did a whole episode on periods. We're going to have to go back and, and play that for you so you can learn about this too, okay? All right. Oh, no. This is, I didn't want to have to have this conversation with Justin. <laughs> because I am Justin. Because you are Justin. All right. Well, have I cleared up some things for you? I think so. I think I'm for, more familiar with my my new teen girl body. <laughs> We're going to have to um, go now so we can track down Riley, who is lost in New York. Covering Ho- E3. It's Home Alone 2 style, lost in New York. She's, <laughs> she's, it's, if you can picture Justin sitting in a hotel eating cheese pizzas and banana splits and <laughs> drinking alcohol. <laughs> And Tim Curry is the is the concierge. That's a great movie. I don't think it's a great sequel to Home Alone Riley's Two. Riley's fourteen year old mind has ever seen Home Alone Two. Oh my gosh, we have so much stuff to fix. All right, well, um, thank you, Justin slash Riley, for You're joining welcome. me for this very special, very special after school episode of Sawbones. School's out. Sawbones. School now. schools out sawbones. Um, I hope this has answered some of your more complicated questions about being a young woman. Yes. And and the the issues that come with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that'll do it for us. Thank you again, um, Justin Riley. You have really made this fun. You can and call me Rustin. 
Yes, Rustin. And I hope Jiley. Yes. Is okay. Jiley in New York is uh, doing well. And I, I think that he, she, he, or she, Justin I, Riley. Jiley. Jiley. Okay. We'll be back next week. I hope so. <laughs> to join us for our next topic. Um, until then, I am Sydney McRoy. I am Rustin McRoy. <laughs> Don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.